Hallelujah. So thankful to the Lord. He's so good to us this morning. And appreciate you being in the house of the Lord today. And God's good. And he's going to bless us. We're going to continue on in our series this morning about walking that gravel road to heaven. You know, it's, it's not uh, all smooth. It's not all downhill. It's not even always level ground. Sometimes it's, it's a climb sometimes. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it's worth it. And uh, I'm thankful today to uh, have that call to follow him. I want to follow him all the way. I want to be like, I want to be able to say like Paul did at the end that I finished my course. I didn't stop halfway or three quarter. I didn't, you know, if if I were to go out and try to run a marathon, if I made it five miles, I'd I'd feel pretty good. I'd be like, well, I went five miles. I mean, I'd be like, but that's just natural stuff. Because I'd be almost dead after running five miles. But but I don't want to ever say, well, five miles was good enough walking for the Lord. I want to, I want to finish. I want to finish. And so um, thankful for him. So let's just, we'll go ahead and pray for the lesson this morning. Ask God to open our hearts and get us ready for his word. Lord, we love you. We're thankful that you lead us and guide us every day. Thankful, Lord, for your spirit that leads us into all truth. And God, we just ask you to open our hearts today and just let the word of God find good ground and let us be better. Lord, if we need to change, let it change us. Let it instruct us and guide us. Lord, we sure want to be more like you when it's over with. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen again. One more hand clap for his word. Aren't you thankful for the word of God? Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. And thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. Today we will talk about DIY disaster. Do it yourself. <laughs> Blow your life up. One man said, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Ain't that what he said? Do it yourself disasters. In this country on April the 19th, 1775, some of you students know what that is, don't you? That's the beginning of the Revolutionary War or the American War of Independence. And uh, that's when it began on April 19, 1775. And then a little over a year later on July the 4th, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was signed. And so uh, that's something that as Americans, we still celebrate independence. That's the American way. The trouble with that is that it will bleed over into our walk with God if we're not careful. Uh, you know, yeah, it, independence, what they did then, the reasons they did what they did, they had uh, very good reasons. And what independence was then has warped since then and morphed into an independence that they never intended. And even today, you'll find people say, well, I'm American, I'm a patriot, but I don't need my government, and that ain't my president. They, they're independent within their country. They, you know, they, if they don't like what's going on, well, I'm a patriot, I'm American, and I'm independent, and I don't need... Hey, it was, 
It didn't matter who won. That's not my president. That's not my president. People say, but where you live? You live in America, and that's the American president. It didn't matter if you said it. He's still your president if you're an American. But what's happened is that you have made yourself independent within the country. And I'm going to do, I don't care what the president says, I'm going to do this. I don't care what the government says, I'm going to do this. There's people do it all the time. I don't care if they say i got to pay taxes, I'm not paying taxes. People, there's people hiding off in the mountains right now. I'm not paying taxes, don't come on my land. It's independent within this. Like I said, this, this independence, this American way, will bleed over into your walk with God if you're not careful to the point where you would say, I believe in God, I'm a Christian, but I run my own life. Do-it-yourself disaster. That's where you're headed. Listen, this walk with God, there is no doing it yourself. It will never work. DIY for the Lord, it don't work. Friend, it is his way or it is no way. That's the truth. Listen, the whole thing um, about uh, saying you're, you know, you can't, I'm a Christian, but I'm going to do it my way. Well, that don't even make sense because a Christian is to be Christ-like. Well, God doesn't take away your mind or your free will. But he also, and he doesn't make you a robot and, and just force you into serving him. It's a choice. But to say, I'm going to believe in God, believe in the Lord, I'm a Christian. Oh, yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm going to do things my way. That's not even Christian because you're supposed to be Christ-like. Paul said, I want Christ to be formed in you. And then we quote those scriptures, oh, Christ formed in you. Not if you're independent. The Bible says my life would be hid in Christ, but not if I'm independent. Even, even the scripture that we love so much, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You may have been independent before you come to God, doing your own thing. But once you come to him, you follow him. You follow him. You walk with God. Here's the do-it-yourself handbook for people destroying their life. Proverbs 14 and 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. One place it says every, in every man's ways are right in his own eyes. So your ways, the independent way, seems right. I can do this, but it ends up in death. And not just your natural death, spiritual death. Death of your relationships. Yeah, it'll kill everything. You try to do it your way, it'll kill everything you're trying to make successful. It just won't work. And then it leads to you losing out. Verse 14 of that same chapter goes on to say, the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. When you become independent of God, and you're no longer depending on him. You're, uh, hey, I won't go to heaven, Lord, but uh, just let me work my life out. You know, people take that scripture, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. They twist it so bad. That just means I get to figure out how I want to be saved. But that's not what the scripture is talking about. He's, already, he's writing that out to people who are already 
in the church. He's written that to the saints. He says, now you must work out. It's just like you, you're working it out every day. What do I need to do? You're working out the problems that you face every day, but you're doing it with the Lord. You can't do it without him. So the backsliding heart will be filled in his own ways. I don't, I don't want to be full in my own ways. Now, you say, well, then you don't study. You, the next verse confuses you. And a good man should be satisfied from himself. We'll see. He's satisfied from himself. But that does not mean uh, when you study it, that actually translates to from above. It means a good man shall be satisfied from above. God will. And you can look it up in your concordance and study it out, and you'll see that's what it translates to that he will be satisfied from above. In other words, a good man will be rewarded for what he does right. That's what it's saying. It's not saying, well, he's good and he did this himself, all by himself without God. God's, God doesn't reward us for that. So it is God's way. Or it's no way. There's no, you can't serve two masters. You can't walk two roads. Uh, that, that's a good way to do it yourself. Do it yourself. And that's what, is big right now in this world. Do it yourself. I mean, it's do it yourself network. You remember years ago, Time Life books had the do it yourself series of books. They had plumbing, electrical, carpentry, people killing themselves at home. You know, accidents went up. <laughs> Let's see, how do you? <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking in the book. You skipped a page, man. That's not, it didn't go that way. You can't do it yourself in everything. Sure, it's good to know how to do stuff in the natural. That's fine. But this walk with God, it takes God. It ain't, without God, it's not a walk with God. It's just you walking. And listen, we are not do-it-yourself projects. Everybody's, I'm always up for self-improvement, but, uh, but that self-improvement is never an improvement unless God's involved. We are not do-it-yourself projects. Isaiah 64 and 8 tells us very plainly, but now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter and we all are the work of your hand. And so he's the potter, I'm the clay. You know, the clay ain't nothing without the potter. The clay just is a lump sitting on a wheel, and if there's no potter, there's no forming. It'll never become a vessel. It'll never become anything. It will just always be that lump of clay without the potter. We need the hand of the Father in our life. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 6 and 1, we then as workers together. So if I'm working out my salvation with fear and trembling and I'm working it out with him, because we are workers together with him. I don't just work for him. I work with him. And uh, I don't just walk for him. I walk with him. And so I am, a ser I am his servant. You, you never stop being a ser servant of the Lord. And if you're a servant, that means you have a master. You're not your own master. He's the master. And so we're workers together with him. And then Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3 and 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. 
Anything that I am going to be, it is because of God. Any ability that I will have, it will be because of God. Listen, David did not slay Goliath on his own, but the Lord was with him. They did not drop those walls of Jericho on their own. The Lord was with them. Daniel did not just escape those lions by himself. The Lord was with him. Joseph did not make it through uh, all the way to the palace in Pharaoh's house on his own. God was with him. It was planned by him from the beginning, and uh, it was not uh, his own design, and that's why it was a success. Maybe it didn't look successful midway. Maybe in the middle of it he wondered, where is God? Where am I at? How can a man who had dreams from God find himself in a prison in a dungeon waiting to be delivered, but he did, and he was, and it worked because it wasn't a do-it-yourself project. I know that we get these ideas. The author in this book, he, he, he listed three ideas, types of ideas. Number one is the God idea. It's from God. God lays something on your heart, puts it on your heart. This is from God. And that's great. Then there are good ideas. Hey, sounds like a good idea. You know every good idea ain't a God idea. Hello? Come on now. Because a lot of people have good ideas, but they're not God ideas. And even though it's a good idea, it might not work for your walk. It might not fit your life. You know, so... You know, hey, it's a good idea to be educated. That's good. But it may not fit your life to move off to another country to go to school. Still a good idea to be smart. Good ideas. And then there's goofy ideas. So either it's God idea, good idea, or a goofy idea. You know the problem is, is as the author said in this book, he said, these ideas all swim in the same stream. He said they're all in the same mix and they become very tragic if you mistake one for the other. Because a lot of people have gotten some goofy ideas, but they were sure it was a God idea. And all the other people standing around them were going, mm-mm, that's not a God idea. But when you are independent, goofy ideas and good ideas always seem like God ideas. I'm sure, I'm sure God wants me to be blessed, so I'm going to go ahead and work 100 hours a week and never go to church because God wants me to be rich and successful and that's a, God wants me to have what I want. The Bible says, God, he's my shepherd, I shall not want, so I'm going to work 100 hours a week and have all that money and get everything I want and never pray and never go to church and never talk to God and never study or read your Bible, but but I'm a Christian. I believe in God, but I'm just going to do my own life because I'm independent. I'm going to do it myself. I'm a do-it-yourself Christian. Oh, there's a lot of them. They got their own book. They quote it all the time, and you can't find not one reference in here. Wow. <laughs> they make it sound a little bit like this, but it ain't this. Do it yourself. Lead to disaster. So I want to, uh, this is, when we become self-reliant, 
There's nothing wrong being able, to, again, to do stuff, to be able to fix things, do things, stuff. But in this walk with God, when you start becoming self-reliant, self-sufficient, prideful even, that's when you can't discern whether it was a God idea, just a good idea, or a goofy idea. Being formed in his image. God created us in his image. And for us to be formed in his image is not a do-it-yourself project. You and I alone will never be enough to do that. We've got to have the Lord. Listen, you will never reach your potential without him. It just won't happen. You will never be what God called you to be. The things that you could do in this life and the success you could have will never be there without him. Paul said this in Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing, that this, here's the author right here, because we know that he's the author and the finisher of our faith, that he which hath begun, God started this. And hey, listen, we started with him, you finished with him. It, it, you never started without him. You never started walking with God. No man cometh but by the drawing of the Father. The Father has to draw him. Nobody can come to the Father except through Christ. It, it, it don't happen without a, a call from the Lord. Uh, follow me, follow me. And you may hear that call through some a friend, through a preacher, through a church service in prayer. But let me tell you, it never happens on your own. God starts it. God called Abraham. God waited for David to come out of that field before the anointing was poured. God is one that picked out Saul, and, and God is one that picked out Gideon. And, and usually God's always starting these things, and God starts it in us. And so you can be confident of this, that the one that started it, this good work in you, he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, he's not willing or ready to stop working on you if he's going to perform it until that day, his idea is let me work on you till I come get you. Let me work on you, on your walk, on your job, on your relationships, on anything else that's going on in your life. Let me work on that because I have designed you. We're no different than uh, Saul when God called him and he said he is a chosen vessel. And then I've got to talk to him and tell him the things that he's going to do for me. And then Paul, at the end of his life, says, I finished my course. I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. But it was the faith of the one who called him. It wasn't faith in himself. It was faith in the one who had called him out of darkness into his marvelous light. Paul was not a do-it-yourself project. He was, but prior to that, he relied on all his, he said, he said if we want to boast in the flesh, I could boast more. And then he began to list his pedigree. Talk about where he was from. We knew who he studied under, all these things. And he said, and even now that I walk with God and I've been given all these revelations, you know what God has said? I'm going to put a governor on you. You know what a governor is? <laughs> they put them on cars so they can't go but so fast. It could, be, it could go faster, but not with that governor. And so the Lord said, I'm going to put a governor on you, Paul. It was actually a thorn in his flesh. He said, It'll keep you from getting lifted up because you need to remember that these things came from me and it wasn't you that done that. So Paul realized that 
And that's, uh, Paul was not a do-it-yourself project. He knew that God was working on him and through him. So we need to remember that if we started with him, we can't finish, we can't take over and finish what God started. I got it from here, Lord. It ain't like when your parents put you on a bicycle and, and, and hold on to the seat and then turn you loose. I got it now. It ain't like that. You don't learn how to walk with God and say, God, I don't need you no more. It ain't like I learned how to ride a bike. It took me a while to learn how to ride a bike. My mom will tell you. But, you know, once you learn it, then you just go out there and hop on the bike and you're gone. You never call for them. Hey, can you come and push me till I get going? No, because now you know how to do it. But you never reach that point in God that, hey, I can do this on my own. I can do this without him. I can, uh, I, I've learned how to, I've learned how to, I've learned how to woo and, and I've learned how to you know, read the service and do things. So I just do this on my own. I don't need a spirit. Mm. That's, that's a, I don't want to do it yourself church either. I want the Holy Ghost in the service. I want the Lord here now. Listen, but here's what happens is God, like I said, he, in that scripture, he says, I am ready and willing to work on you and finish this work. And it, will, it won't be finished until your time is up, whether that's through the rapture or, or you take your last breath here. But God, listen, you'll never take your last breath here and God say, man, I needed another year with him. Everything you were intended to do would be done. God will fulfill it. So, but when you get independent, the work halts. It stops. And guess what? God will allow you to run off and do your thing. He won't grab you by the nap of the neck and say, hold on, buddy, you sit down right here. He may plead with your spirit, don't do this, don't walk away. In fact, I'm sure he would. and sure he will. Just prod you and prompt you, letting you know don't do it. But the, the, if the story of the prodigal son tells us anything, the father did not chase his son down the driveway. He just waited for him because he knew he'll be back. How was it that he just happened to see him that day coming down the road? It's because he spent every day looking down the road because he knew he'd be back. And that's the thing. God won't leave you or forsake you. He won't even lose sight of you because he knows you can't do this alone. We never could. From the beginning, when Jesus called his disciples, he said, follow me and I will make. Listen, I'm, I, I'm part of it. I've got to follow him. But God's going to make it work in your life. He's going to make you, if, he's gonna, if you're going to be a fisher of men, God will make you a fisher of men. You, you're, you're never going to be that on your own. If you're going to be a minister, a preacher, an evangelist, a missionary, a pastor, you don't make yourself out to be that. That's a calling from God. And God calls you and says, follow me and I'll make you a pastor. I'll make you an evangelist. I'll, I'll make you what you need to be. But you've got to follow me now make it. You can't make yourself out of No do-it-yourself projects. It don't work. Listen, we couldn't save ourselves. Anybody in here can save themselves? Can you, can you save yourself? You can't do it. Can you get to heaven on your own? You can't do it. I can't do it. Have you been so good that you didn't need his blood? Are you so good that you just part of the family without that spirit of adoption? No. We've got to have him. 
you know, we're not even in that family because we receive the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You can holler Father all day long, but without the spirit of Christ, we're none of his. That's scripture. We can't do it alone. So here's what Paul said in Romans 5 and 6. When we were without strength, we had, no, we, we had nothing to offer. I, I preached this last week, I think. We had nothing to offer. We, we, we had no ability within ourselves. When we couldn't save ourselves, in due time, Christ stepped in and he died for the ungodly. When we were just that lump of clay, he stepped in to make something out of us. But listen, I, I know people get it mixed up. Once we're born again, we're free. The Bible says we're free indeed. If, if the Lord make you free, you're free indeed. And so we're free from sin. We're free from our past and from guilt and from shame. We're free from all those things. The Bible says... After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. But you know what it doesn't say? After the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive independence. Because the Spirit, hey, even the Spirit, we, he said it's a leader. It's a guide to lead you into all truth. It's a companion. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He was talking about the Holy Ghost. It's, it's going to be there with you. You don't get saved and get independent. You don't get, uh, you know, free from sin and now I'm independent. I've been set free and now, now I'm born again. Nobody can tell me nothing. Whew. That's a do-it-yourself disaster. We need to remember that, uh, listen, when we were independent of God, we were lost. And if we go back to independence, we'll be lost again because you can't be saved without him. God did not call us to walk alone, but to walk with him. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Ain't that what he said? He didn't say take up your cross daily and go whichever way you want to go. He said take up the cross daily and follow me. Because that cross won't go all the places you want to go. <laughs> it, don't, it don't fit through the door frame of a lot of places we want to go. If you've got that cross, if you're really carrying it and you want it there, it'll keep you from that do-it-yourself mess. You'll be following him because the Lord, if you're following him, he'll never lead you anywhere you can't go if you're following him. So one man in the scripture said, what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly by yourself? Is that what he said? Just take a stroll by yourself. Just walk on to glory by yourself. He said, do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God. You, you're not going to be able to do this by yourself. You've got to keep walking with God. That's how it works. Amen? Yeah, it does. That's good stuff. Hey, listen. I wish... I could be a do-it-yourself. Right? I, I, I can do a few things, but uh, be honest, I don't like do-it-yourself. I'd rather just pay somebody to do it and do it right, and I don't have to worry about it. There's things I know how to do. I cut my own grass. 
yeah, that's fine. But I don't want to rewire a house or put a roof on. I got, I got, I know people that can do that. You know, fix a gutter. I know people that can do that. I mean, I can grab a, some nails and start hammering stuff. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna work though. You know, I ain't doing nothing but lay. You ever watch somebody do something like, I can do that, and then you try it? I remember at the other building, we were working in there, and of course, we we're trying to save money, so everybody's pitching in. We're all working together, you know. And me and Scott Pledger were painting the ceiling of the foyer. We must have put nine coats of paint. Because every time we'd get done painting, we'd step back and be like, why is it uneven? Why is it? I said, you know what? There's a trick to this. We ain't painters, number one. But we want to save some money. So we'd do it ourselves. And I never walked in there. Even after it dried, I could look up and be like, I hope people don't look up when they come in. You know, just, but, but then I watched guys come in. That, that's what they do. And it, it looks like they're doing the same thing I did. But evidently, <laughs> they're not. Because when they're done, where's the lines? Oh, I don't leave no lines. But I do. It's because you don't know how to paint. Oh. I'm like, so you know, that's why we, we, we want to cut corners with God sometimes. Thinking, thinking it'll save us a little bit. Uh, it won't save you. Just go on. Just go on and, and do what God said to do. Go on and keep living for him. Keep on. Do not turn your walk to God uh, into a do-it-yourself project. Do not start trying to, uh, I can do this better than God. I can, I can, you know, God, you're busy. I'll take care of this. Let God have it all. We used to sing about put your all on the altar. Man, we'd get back to putting your all on the altar or whatever. But we need to remember that God, you know, if he's for us, nobody can be against us. If he's for you, it's going to work out all right. Now, he, can fix, he can fix messes. But you know, it, isn't it awful for you to go buy paint and paint, spend all that money on paint, brushes, rollers, do it, and it looks horrible, so then you end up paying somebody to come do it anyway. And now you just spent more money, more time, more headache. Uh, looks good now. Yeah, because the expert came in and got it. And if you just let the expert handle it all along, there you go. Now, if you're an expert painter, go and paint, have at it. But if you need to rebuild your motor or do heart surgery, get a professional. Don't be getting those do-it-yourself books on how to replace a valve in a heart. That don't, that's not do-it-yourself stuff. Well, this walk with God does a lot of stuff. It's not do-it-yourself stuff. We've got to walk with God, live for God, do what God has asked of us. Jesus said it like this in John 15. He said, first let me tell you who I am. I am the true vine. He's divine. He is the true vine. Brother Cole would say, and he's divine. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Now, Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it so it can bring forth more fruit. There's a process. The tree does not purge itself. The vine does not purge itself. It's bearing fruit. 
and it's working right, God's going to work on it, work with it, so it'll bring forth more fruit. God is always involved. You'll never see a tree pruning itself. Now, you are clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. Now, here's what it takes to be successful in this walk. Abide in me and I in you because the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. And accept it abide in the vine. Now, who's the vine? Jesus is the vine. He said, what did he open up? He, let's be plain at the beginning. I am the vine. I'm not like the vine. Not related to the vine. I am the vine. And so he said, you cannot bear fruit except you abide in me. In other words, you can't do it yourself. It will be a disaster. He said, I, again, reiterate, I am the vine, you are the branches, and success comes in the one that abides in me. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. And then listen, for without me, you can do nothing. He just killed every do-it-yourself project right there. You will never be able to do this without me. You will never be what you could be without me. You'll never reach the potential you could have if you separate yourself from me because the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. It must abide in the vine. It must be in him. I, I've, I've used that illustration so many times. I said, you could take uh, an, an apple. You, if you got apple trees or fruit trees, whatever it was, but just say apple trees, and you walk out there in the spring, and, and all of a sudden here's, you see them little apples, they're about like that, a little green, hard as a brick. You know, apple, you're like, oh, I love apples. Boop. That apple will go no further. Ain't going to be no apple pie, no apple jelly, no apple sauce. It ain't going to be nothing. It's not even fit to eat like it is. It's just, you can say, well, go on now. Set it in the windowsill if you want to. It don't matter. You know, we used to do that, set things in the windowsill. They'll set it there and it'll get right. But that little piece of fruit ain't going nowhere. It's going to shrivel up and die because It'll never be what it could be. And we'll never be what we could be. And that's what Jesus was letting us know. Look, you're, you've got to stay with me. And I've got to stay in you. Guess what? We've, he wants us to be with him, to be one with him. That was his prayer. Lord, that they'll be one with me like I'm one with you. And so he wants us to be one with him. But for him to abide in me, I have to allow that. He doesn't kick the door in and, and say, I'm setting up shop here. You have to allow him in. And when you allow him in, when you say, yeah, you know, there's some people, they love to do projects, do little things. And somebody says, hey, man, I'll come over and help you with that. And you'll be like, nah, I got it. Because there's some things I just don't like people touching that I do. You know, you, you, if you, there's guys that work on cars and they're like, hey man, why don't I come over and help you put that in? No, I got it. Because you know I'm going to do it right. I don't know what you, I don't know your experience level, so you just stay over there. Do what you're going to do. I, I, I'm going to do this on my own. But listen, God, you don't have to worry about that with the Lord. You, you've got to, you know, you've got to let him in. But some people do that to the Lord. I, I got this, God. I always think about Peter when the Lord said, he came in and said, man, we've been fishing all night, ain't caught nothing. I'm going to 
professional fisherman. I don't know how he felt about it. Come in blank, no no money, no food, no nothing that week. And the Lord said, hey, why don't you go out there and throw them nets out on the right side of the boat? What? I'm a fisherman, Lord. I'm a fisherman. I have been catching fish since I was a kid. Me, my dad, my granddaddy, great-granddaddy. We're fishermen. That's our family. That's what we do. I know fishing. I've been fishing all night. Nothing. Fish ain't biting. But thankfully, I, you know, I think, I think you want to prove Jesus wrong. Well, that's your word. I'll do it. He didn't believe there was going to be no fish. And I'm feeling it. I'm in the show. It ain't nothing will happen. Well, he couldn't pull up the net for the fish it was in. Because when you do it, it doesn't matter what you've done on your own, and it's, it, it's not re- bringing results. When Jesus is involved in it, it's going to be more than you can imagine. You, that's just it. It's, it's like, I'm sure people are like, okay, watch it. Oh, let's go. Hang on. Hey, come here, get this more fish than he caught in a month probably and there it was at his word man we cannot be or reach or do all that we could do without him and the Lord even he went on to say he said if you don't abide in me then you're cast forth and you're withered and then men gather you up and cast you in the fire and they burned we cease to exist and are headed straight for do-it-yourself destruction when we are outside of him. It's a disaster. Don't ever get away from him. Paul said this, and we love it. Oh, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. But the independent person, you, you ever hear people quote this, you need to just stop them and say, and what else? Because most of the time people will go, man, I can do all things. Don't you know the Bible says I can do all things? And they stop right there. Well, finish up, buddy. Because it ain't I can do all things on my own. I can do all things by, hey, I can mess all, if, it, if there's a scripture that says I can mess all things up by myself, there you are. Well, you quote it all day long. Put it on your T-shirt and you know, wear it around proudly. But if you think you can say I can do all things, I can do all things on my own, eh, You'll never reach anybody. You'll never save yourself. You'll never be amount to what you could be because you have chopped the vine off. You've, dis, you've pulled yourself away from the vine. So the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. In other words, my essence, my strength, all that I need to be something comes from him. I've got to have him. So you can't do it without Christ. And this is it. Our desire, and that's that I can, that I can do all things, you know, on my own stuff. Is that's people that have to control everything, and the desire to control everything must be suppressed, or it will wreck every part of your life, every project you undertake, every job, your home, your family, even your church walk will be affected if you think I can do it all on my own. We must learn to lean. We must learn to trust. And both of those have to be on him. 
the, the author in the book said this, walking with God will frustrate you and frustrate the work of God in you unless you make the decision again and again to trust him. Not just once, but over. And it's a daily walk, it's a daily trust. Daily walk, daily trust. In uh, the book here, this was, I thought this was just worth sharing. and I know we're getting close to time. Uh, there's a, a pastor and Christian author. His name is Craig Groeschel. And this is how he described himself. He said, at the age of 25, I was a full-time pastor and a part-time follower of Christ. He said, does any of this resonate with your experience? Was there a time in your life that you were closer to God than you are today? If you're like me, your spiritual drift didn't happen on purpose. Like a tiny leak in a tire, slowly but surely, your spiritual passion quietly slipped away. And now maybe it has just now become clear to you. And instead of a fully devoted follower of Christ, you've unintentionally become a full-time mom, a full-time student, full-time bank clerk, full-time fill-in-the-blank, and a part-time follower of Christ. He identified himself as a Christian atheist, someone who professes that Christ exists but lives as if everything depends on them. That's a problem. You trusted God at the start of the relationship in the days when you didn't have much, but now you have much more at stake. And while it's harder to trust Him now, the need for that trust is greater than it has ever been. When it's just you by yourself, nothing to it. But then all of a sudden you get jobs, families, responsibilities and is much more at stake so it's harder to trust him but that's when that trust is needed more than ever before you've got to trust God with it Proverbs 3 5 and 6 says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path it's going to take him no do-it-yourself disasters just stand this morning um, I've got a few more scriptures, but we're running out of time. You've got to get, there was a, a song years ago, uh, contemporary artist Brian Duncan, and he had a song that said, I've got to get you into my heart and out of my head. Because in that, that, that head, that mind, it'll, it'll trick you every time. And your head will tell you that you failed, but your heart tells you, Get up and try again. Your head tells you that God stopped loving you the last time you sinned, but your heart tells you, as Lamentations says, His mercies are new every morning. Your head tells you you can make it on your own, but your heart tells you, as the psalmist wrote, God is my refuge and strength. Your head will tell you to hide your weakness and pretend that you can do it on your own, but your heart will tell you that God's strength becomes perfect in your weakness. You know, the Apostle Paul, I love his life, I love his story. And then I love what he said, 1 Corinthians 15 and 10. 
He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I didn't make myself. This was, I was not a do-it-yourself project. I was a fixer-upper, ain't no doubt. But I didn't do the work. God did it. What you see standing before you today is not the work of me all by myself. It's me following him. And by the grace of God, I am what I am today. Only his grace and mercy. I could never be doing this. I can tell you this, without him, I wouldn't be here. Without him, I wouldn't have this beautiful wife. Without him, I would not have my children. Without him, y'all wouldn't even know me. Well, you guys would. Hey, without him, my brother would have never met his wife. They wouldn't have the kids. They have the, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, as that, as that theme in that movie said, it's amazing how one life touches so many lives. And so what God does in your life, oh man, if you keep following him, people are going to meet because of you. People are going to start ministries because of you. People are going to get better because of you and, you and you following the Lord. When we do it His way, He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Isn't it wonderful today? Thankful. No do-it-yourself disasters. Let's, in 2022, let's get away from that. If you want, to, you want to paint your own car, go ahead. You want to put your own roof on, that's fine. But in this walk with Him, Let's make sure we keep the expert involved. Amen. Let's pray together this morning. Lord, we love you so much today. Thankful, oh, that we have you. I'm so glad we don't have to walk this road alone. Lord, that you're always with us. Never leave us. Never forsake us. But, Lord, leading and guiding, helping us up, Lord. Though a good man fall, we're not utterly cast down because we have your hand to hold us up and, and get us back on our way. Lord, let us learn to lean more on you than we ever have, to trust you every day. God, we're going to praise you as we make it and hear you say, well done one day. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you lift your hands and just love the Lord for a moment. Ah, Jesus. God, we praise you. We praise you.
definitely the best life going. I can't imagine. I'm sure you've thought it. I know I have. I don't know how people wake up without the Lord. I can't even really remember what it was like before him. I don't want to. But I do know that uh, I've been living for the Lord over 29 years now. Over half my life. I can tell you, it's, it's been the better half. Thankful for all he's done. So serve the Lord with gladness. and He'll bless you. I promise you that. Let's find a place to pray before the next service. God's going to do some great things. God bless you this morning.